Hello, <laughs> welcome to GTFO. That was Hannah's phone suddenly starting to play Happy Birthday. <laughs> Whose birthday was it, Hannah? I don't know. I don't know. I turned it off quickly. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Well, welcome to the first GTFO we've done for a while, actually, because we, we missed a couple because of scheduling issues and other things with our guests. Um, but we are back and today we are talking about Instagram. So we have got top five tips to help you boss Instagram for your business. So, uh, First of all, we will do introductions, Hannah. So what's your name? Where'd you come from? And, and tell us something interesting that has happened to you this week. Well, my name is Hannah. I'm a director at Grow Traffic. And the most interesting thing is that I just looked on my Facebook memories and it said that we did this, like the, this is the two year anniversary of us doing Facebook likes because this time two years ago, we're yeah. on our first week of lockdown. Yep, yep, yep. What did you do in the first week of lockdown? Oh, uh, panicked, uh, drank cried. a lot of alcohol, cried, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because, so we'd, we'd been to Disneyland, hadn't we? And we'd, we yeah. came back from Disneyland and we decided we could sort of see what was coming in the wind. So we said, you know, we can all work from home. Let's all just work from home. So we'd started working from home and going into lockdown about a week before it was officially announced as a, as a government strategy. So, yeah, we, we spent that week panicking and and I had I had many a conversation with lots of other business owners about what they were going to do and what we were going to do and how everybody was going to cope and it was quite mm. scary wasn't it it was it quite was, a scary time it was absolutely terrifying and I remember genuinely at five o'clock every day I'd sit and watch the briefings and I'd sob mm. and and like and I remember them saying like the kids were coming home from school and like we didn't know that that was going to be the last day at school and schools might be shut till September. And we were like, as if, as if. I know, I mean, but you're right. I mean, remember that you said to me, like they might shut the schools. And I remember saying like they're not going to shut the school. Like, come on, we're not in like a wartime situation. They're not going to shut. The and then it was announced like the next day that they shut the schools. And I remember watching the news with my mouth open, like what the hell are we living through? This is crazy. What is going on? And, I, and then, and then, to add insult to injury, I was quite pregnant by this point. I had quite a bump, and um, Naya made me learn a dance. She choreographed <laughs> a dance to some songs from Descendants and made us practice it like half an hour, like three times a day in the living room. <laughs> I was like trying to jump and get, stop the baby from falling out. <laughs> oh, if only it was that easy to have a baby. Um, yeah, well, there we go. That's two years since lockdown, cripes. And, and today the sun is shining and it's beautiful and everything feels a bit more positive and spring is on the way. So yeah. we're just heading into World War Three instead, but we'll not Never mind. That on the horizon. It'll be fine. Anyway, Instagram. Here we are. Uh, so I've got a few facts and figures for you about Instagram to start us off. So Instagram is predicted to have 1.2 billion users worldwide by the end of next year. So it's actually massive. And I know, you know, in the in the world of social media, the big behemoth that's kind of come in and disrupted everything is TikTok. And TikTok was the fastest growing uh, social network platform last year. But Instagram is still way ahead of TikTok if we if we look at it in terms of number of, of daily users and active daily users, which is one of the main metrics that they use. So um, Instagram is the fourth most popular social media platform in the world by 
daily active users. Uh, it's behind Facebook, YouTube and WhatsApp in that order. So Instagram, if we think, you know, YouTube and WhatsApp aren't necessarily social platforms to me, Instagram is behind yeah. Facebook. And in interestingly, both Instagram and Facebook are owned by Meta, Facebook, um, as, it, as it used to be called. So yeah sorry yeah whatsapp yeah so they really have you know that they've got the monopoly over those social media platforms haven't they um and uh instagram is the seventh most visited website in the world so of all the yeah. not just social media of all the websites instagram is the seventh most most seventh most visited um and you know instagram Sorry. uh yeah bbc is is one of the top ones facebook is one of the top ones youtube is one of the top ones google, google yeah. is one of the top ones uh but yeah so instagram is up there with that that big pack um and it's wow. going to be 12 this year it's been going 12 Shut years up. no oh i know God. i always think of instagram as like what facebook was kind of 15 years ago like it was for the kind of 20 plus ish kind of age range like mm. maybe like mid to late mid 20s to kind of mid 30s age range and it is just now like the the kind of social channel that everyone uses just like how Facebook was and I think certainly a lot of my Facebook friends have moved away from Facebook and gone on to Instagram because mm. they've fallen out with Facebook but you know lols it's the same company. yeah yeah, exactly. I know. I, in fact, I was I, I follow a few people on Facebook purely for the for the lols. Uh, and I was reading one of them and they were getting really mad. So Facebook has introduced a new level of privacy to protect people's accounts. Um, and everybody on this time was getting really cross about, you know, how dare Facebook try and impinge on our privacy by ensuring that we set up two factor authentication. We're going to go over to Instagram instead. Like, oh, my God. Like, seriously, just think about what you're saying. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. And this is this is kind of the, the 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 benefit and the negative for these social platforms, isn't it? That they start off niche and they have a really very, very defined, very specific role, you know, like Facebook. Facebook was about text, wasn't it? Putting up text posts. And then it, it spreads and it gets the challenges that come in and it has to evolve and eventually it becomes all things to all people or tries to. And mm. Instagram was very much for images. It was for images. That was it. You put your photos on Instagram and then TikToks come into challenge, YouTube's come into challenge challenge so now it's all about the videos and it's about the stories and again Instagram is going to try and become all things to all people and then people will fall out of love and go to the next one so that that's kind of the phases that happens with social platforms isn't it are you, are you shushing out there he's gonna start woofing right so anyway we have got five top tips for you today so if you are uh, you know you use instagram on a daily basis you feel like you're quite proficient at it sometimes it's worth just just reviewing what you're doing and making sure it still makes sense um if you've never used instagram and you're wondering is it worth it should i go on there uh, these tips will apply equally to to people at all ends of those spectrums so tip number one for using instagram set it up properly and optimize your bio what does that mean hannah well, I mean, you can only really put your link in your bio. So you need to make sure that you, so your bio is the kind of about you a little bit. So um, bios with emojis in work well, you've only got a certain amount of, of space. So you need to be really succinct about what you're saying, stick your link in it. But also 
make sure that your branding is consistent across your social media channels that your logo is displaying correctly, that you've got your name spelt correctly, that your spacing is the right, is the same spacing as on your website and your Facebook and your LinkedIn and everything. Um, just be consistent with it. Mm. I mean, it, it sounds obvious, doesn't it? But people forget. And, and, you know, if you say, for example, you go into a networking meeting, you meet somebody, you go home, you Google them because you've got their business card. You want to really easily be able to identify. Yeah, that's definitely the person that I met. So either have your logo as your photo or have a really good photo of your face close up recent not one from 20 years ago at your cousin's wedding yeah where you, you're 20 stone heavier or whatever you know people need to be able to instantly know it's you find you and click on it and follow you so make it obvious and and the other thing is you know if they if they're asking you for information so if they're giving you a box fill that box in because there is yeah. a reason that they are asking for that so don't just half assed fill in some of the boxes you know fill in all of it and like you say hashtags in your bio link to your website in your bio you know make it really functional but really obvious to people uh, it and just helps everything it really does and then don't forget to link to your instagram from your website as well so i know if i'm ever looking for a company's social media channels i'll just go straight to their website and either hit the header or the footer to look for the for the social channels. Mm -hmm. And if they haven't got a social channel linked in their footer, I will assume that they haven't got that channel rather than thinking, oh, okay, I'm so desperate. I'll go onto Instagram and look for them. I mm -hmm. just think, well, you haven't got it. So make sure that you're linking into it from elsewhere as well. Yeah, Linktree can be a really good thing. We've we've yeah. got a Linktree for Grow Traffic and we link to that from our email footer, for example. So again, it's just making it obvious. You know, people are busy. Everybody's busy. There's no reason that somebody is going to actively seek out your business. So put the link somewhere obvious for them and just make sure they can uh, they can access that really easily. And also, um, even if they like super really want your services, like, I mean, then you're just going to go for the easiest one to find. So don't assume that, you know, people will put in the work to find you because they won't. Just work to the laziest person in the room. Yeah, lowest Give common denominator. Lowest common denominator. <laughs> that's, in, it. that's it. Yeah. Uh, brilliant. Okay. So number one, set up properly and optimize your bio. Sounds obvious, but people forget to do it. So number two, stick to your brand and be consistent. Now I was looking at um, somebody's Instagram the other day and they are a stationary company, high-end stationary company. And um, they had an Instagram account, quite an active Instagram account, actually. Weren't getting any engagement, no likes, no followers. And I had a look at what they've been posting. And essentially what they were doing was sharing content from other people that was vaguely about stationary. So it just looked all over the place. And the thing mm. is... They have a they have a really strong brand. They they are producing the most beautiful like hand embossed um, mm. wedding invitations, stuff for the Houses of Parliament, stuff for you know the civil service and things like that, stuff for the Queen even. But they weren't just as I was like, just photograph a tiny bit of it. You know, that should be your Instagram. Showcase your product. Have a brand theme. Instead, it just looked busy and it was all over the place and it was all sorts of different. You know, some of them were cartoons and some of them were photos and some of them were memes. You need to have a little bit of a brand identity on Instagram, don't you? Absolutely. And I think, like, think about 
how it looks as a whole, how your gallery looks as a whole, rather than just thinking about, oh, this image is good and this image is good. Like curate that space. Don't just stick a load of shite up and make sure that it's on brand. Like if your brand colors are red, white, and blue, don't be sticking orange in there as well. Like, you know, make it on brand. There's a, a woman that I went to uh, college with and she's got her own, she's a makeup artist and she's got her own skincare product. And her Instagram is absolutely beautiful. It's all skin related, skin colors. So it's various shades of kind of dark brown through to peach kind of colors. And it's, but it's just like, and I think she finds the images off stock really, but like it is just a really like lovely, lovely board. Mm. And, and this, it's yeah, nice. this is it, isn't it? You know, branding and imagery are so important on Instagram because more than any other platform, Instagram is about image. And it's Oh, she's frozen. It is about how does it look and particulars. And you're right. Have I? No, I'm back. Are you there? Oh, you're back. Yeah. No, you're back. <laughs> we're back. We're back. Okay. There we go. Uh, yeah, it's all about image and it's all about branding. And you're right. You need you want to be able to look at somebody's Instagram account and immediately get a feel for who they are as a company and what they stand for as a brand and all the rest of it. And it needs to be consistent. I, I, I particularly as well, I don't like when you look at a company's uh, brand uh, Instagram page and we do this at Grow Traffic we're really guilty of this and it tends to be a lot of memes and a lot of, of graphics rather than photos I think that looks I don't know it just looks a bit cheap and tacky doesn't it it doesn't look authentic it does but then I don't mind it if they kind of like run on a theme so you know like if your graphics have got like a strong theme for the page that I can see I quite like that the best one I ever saw was a a bar, I think, in London, and as you scrolled, more of an image got got uh, revealed. So, like the top bit was like a the, like a C, you know, like the the mast of a sail, and then it would go down, and then eventually you were like in the depths of the ocean, and there was like a massive octopus, and like it was so cool just how they created it. So curated yeah. it, sorry, so that you like scroll, and it went on forever and ever and ever. I'll see if I can find it and stick it in the comments. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. I mean, that's yeah. the thing is that yeah, things like that take an awful lot of time, don't they? But that that mm. would that would pay off because yeah. people love stuff like that. I think as well when we're talking about you know be your brand and be consistent, it is about identifying what is unique about your company because a lot of people are doing Instagram and a lot of people are doing it well. And particularly if you think about spaces like yoga, wellness, health and fitness, you know, it is absolutely a wash with that on Instagram. So if you are one of those sorts of business, wellness, lifestyle, fitness type businesses, beauty. how are you going to, yeah, beauty, how are you going to identify what's unique to you? How are you going to stand out? If you're just posting, you know, photos of lipsticks, well, there's, a million people already posting photos of lipstick. So why is anyone going to look at yours above somebody else's? Do you remember when it was um, like a few months ago, it was dead popular to put like photos of lipsticks, but it's smudged slightly or like, you know, like hair models, but they've got lipstick on their teeth or like, you know, they've got a bogey, like something's not quite perfect. My God, engagement was absolutely exploding on shit like that. Like we yeah. were sending it to each other saying like, this is proper triggering, like, but it explodes. So stand out, like don't just do what everyone else is doing. Put on a photo, like, you know, promote your lipstick, but how are you going to make it look visually appealing? 
Yeah, and how is it? Who? How is that picture going to express something about yourself? I think mm. the other thing that where Instagram is really good is in telling the story of a business. So yeah. you know, if you if you're not able to do that beautifully curated, you know, brand picture perfect type Instagram account, how are you going to use it to tell the story of your business? And what are you doing on a day to day basis? And where are you? And who are you visiting? And you know, what locations are you in? Or what events are you at? That sort of thing. So you. Use it to, to put some personality in there as well all the time about, about who you are and what you stand for. Mm. Okay, so top tips for bossing Instagram. Number one, set it up properly and optimize your bio. Number two, identify your brand and then be consistent in sticking to that brand. What's your USP and why should people follow you? Number three, use multimedia and stories. So this is what we were saying before, you know, Instagram used to just be about the image but it's not now is it it's, it's all it's wider than that yeah so typically reels uh, and stories get much more engagement um and i mean i don't really understand why because i tend personally i tend not to use uh, stories i i mean i'm the same as well I, t I tend not to use it and i tend not to look at them but yeah. they they short circuit the whole algorithm because they're at the top they're mm. at the top of your feed and they just scroll through um they circumvent all of that so you're not having to rely on the algorithm to show your content to a specific set of person of people if they follow you they're going to go up there um they're going to see it but the the downside of that is that it's time sensitive so you've kind of got to do more of them because it depends when they log on you know if you have posted something within the last hour they'll see it on the stories or on the reels if you haven't if you know if you posted something yesterday they're not going to see it because more people have posted content that will show up first so it's 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 about circumnavigating the algorithm but it's all about timing and frequency and you can't just do it as well. Like you don't want you don't want it to be you know your whole profile to be super empty because all you ever do is post stories. Mm. Um, but it I was done as a as a backlash against um, Snapchat, wasn't it? So a, yeah. a lot of the young people were were they, what they liked about Snapchat was the transient nature of it. So you could post something and it wasn't on your profile forever and a day. Um, whereas with Facebook, people tend to use it for the exact opposite. They post to Facebook so that it is there forever and a day. It's like the mm. catalogue or the diary of their lives, isn't it? Um, mm. And and so Instagram introduced stories to sort of find a halfway house for that so that you could have an element of that transient to get the young people in but you mm. could also still have a, a static pet profile that people could look back on time and again um mm. but yeah that, that's that's why whether or not it works i don't know i, I don't think it does like statistics show that engagement is higher and um you know um reach is higher so it does work, but I think I I would always advise that you use it as part of your overall social strategy. So say, for example, you've got, um, you know, you're doing a campaign to promote a particular lipstick. You might do a story showing one, one sort of graphic with one lipstick shade being used. Uh, and then you might have a reel of somebody applying it or, you know, kissing with it on or whatever, or just looking fabulous. And then you've got an actual proper you know an actual static image that goes on that shows the range or you know a kind of call to action as well so um like i think use it use it as part of the as part of the arsenal but don't use any one thing exclusively 
and I think that that's a very good point, isn't it? You know, essentially, your profile, the images that go onto your your profile or your page, that they are your evergreen content. They're your static messages. They're not going to change once they're up there. They're up there. So yeah, stories and stuff. It's about that slightly more transient. So you know, uh, or your videos, slightly shorter type stuff. So how might rather than you know, this is the product how is the product going to be used? Uh, if you're talking about a service business, for example, you might um, have one on your page that is something about this service is something that we do. It's a core service. And then again, your reels or your stories or whatever might be something more of um, a client testimonial or somebody talking about how it helped or a little bit of a case study or whatever. So it's the the sort of evergreen long-term content goes on your profile and the, and the slightly more transient short-term stuff goes on your reels and i guess as well your your um like off brand stuff or the stuff that's not going to look nice on your curated board you'd put on yes. your story as well yeah absolutely that yeah if you wanted to just share a, a silly meme or something but you didn't want it there on in perpetuity yeah that's a perfect way of doing it would you have a content calendar for uh, for instagram yeah of course yeah um i think it's difficult though isn't it because you want it to be organic and engaging so I would probably have a content calendar for my grid and not for my stories mm. yeah I think I mean benefits of content calendars are multiple aren't they but one of the things is just so that you're not sat there every day going oh my god I've got what to think of something to post to Instagram yeah, yeah. you like you say you've got that sort of back of steady content that's going to go up there and you know what's happening but then if you just see something and you think that's really good my audience will enjoy that absolutely put it onto your stories or your reels you can be a bit spontaneous but yeah having having a, a content calendar also can help you remember those those calendar days can't it so if it's you know hashtag ice cream sunday um you know you can you can make sure you're hitting those and and engaging with your audience on a slightly more fun level can't you plus you can pull together your campaigns so if you're if you're really focusing on one service or product you could have your blog so your blog content calendar your email newsletter content calendar your podcasting calendar and your social calendar all pulling together and if mm -hmm. you're sitting there going that's too many calendars then put it on one, put it all on one. It. yeah absolutely and the grow traffic have a wonderful content calendar that you can use um, okay so using uh, how to use instagram top five tips number one set it up properly and optimize your bio it's not as obvious as it sounds number two figure out your brand and your usp and then stick to it and be consistent and think about your curated content and how it looks number three use multimedia so that means use photos static photos use videos use infographics um use stories use reels you know all of these different tools that instagram has make use of them because different people will engage with it in different ways so you're going to widen the audience that you reach number four use hashtags now, I think this is probably most important on Instagram than any other social platform, isn't it? So why do hashtags matter? Hashtags categorize and group your content and they allow it to be searchable and findable. So um, it's really important that you use hashtags. There are some hashtags that you should never use and they've been banned. And if you use it, then your post won't show up and you can find lists all over the internet. Just search for banned hashtags. Ones are added each, each well, periodically, really. And the reason that they're banned is because um, reports that, like, the most 
content that's reported the most for spam or not being useful or being controversial or offensive sit under this specific hashtag so like for example valentine's day is a banned hashtag so um you know it's really important that you know that but also you can use up to is it 30 still uh hashtag? yeah it's so a lot it is a lot and use them and like i see people using hashtags like um like if they were doing like a hashtag and it was like never give up it'll be like hashtag never give up hashtag never hashtag give hashtag up like hashtag never hashtag give hashtag up they're three like ridiculous <laughs> hashtags that you would hashtag for like what well, the fuck yeah. is going to take for hashtag never, never. <laughs> oh, yeah. and oh they might do but they're not going to be looking for content that's like motivational and stuff I mean, really, who is going to search for hashtag never give up? Like, you might do, but it's really, really important that you actually search for a hashtag and do your research around hashtags that you're going to use. So There is a website called hashtagify me, um, yeah. hashtagify.me. Um, and if you look on there, you can put your hashtag in and it will tell you, first of all, it'll tell you if it's banned. It will also give you uh, better alternatives. So it will say, yeah, that's all right, but actually more people are searching for this related hashtag. So you can start to, um, you know, you can start to refine that. I think the other thing to remember with hashtags as well is if you are cross-posting, so if you are posting to Instagram, but then sharing it to Facebook or whatever, um, you still, you get that big dot, dot, dot. You might see if you've been on Facebook and you see posts that people have shared from Insta and it's dot, 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 big long line of dots and then a million hashtags. It doesn't work on Facebook. It doesn't work, it certainly doesn't work on Twitter. It might, might look all right on Insta, but it's not great. Um, so just be aware if you are going to use a lot of hashtags on Twitter, on Instagram, sorry, Make sure you repurpose that content and make it appropriate if you're going to cross pollinate to other social media platforms. For definite. And also, um, another good one that I use is uh, keywords everywhere. That is, mm -hmm. You can have that as a Chrome extension. And when you go on to Insta, it automatically, uh, well, it's on your laptop, you know, not on your mobile, but it automatically suggests hashtag based on your content and stuff. So that's really useful. Um, but just do a quick search of your hashtag that you're thinking of using because you kind of don't want your content linked in with something that's irrelevant or controversial. So, for example, one of our lovely clients, she was using a hashtag. Um, and when I searched into it, like the hashtag was perfectly appropriate for a business. But when I looked at it, it was used by law enforcement looking for fugitives. So and and her business is absolutely nothing to do with that. Doesn't want to associate with that. Like, so, you know, you just need to be aware. So her content was showing up amongst all this people looking for fugitives. And the target audience is so different. The intent of the person using it is so different. So think about your, your hashtags as another sort of opportunity for a keyword and um, mm. to, to, to narrow your your audience to get in front of the right kind of target audience and um, and so you know you your hashtags should be as well researched as your content
I um, I posted something. I can't remember whether it was to Instagram or Facebook, but it was like a few years ago. And by a few, I mean probably at least eight or nine. And it was about uh, animal cruelty. And it was about like these dogs that have been rescued or kittens that have been rescued or something. And this post about, you know, how all life matters. And I'd hashtagged all lives matter. No. So, yeah, yeah. And it was, it was years before Black Lives Matter ever came on. But it popped up, obviously, on my memories. And it was like hashtag all lives matter and I looked at it and was like oh, that did not age well yeah. so again you know obviously you can't eliminate things like that but you know just bear in mind as Hannah says if you're using a hashtag are there any other connotations also if you are using a hashtag you put a capital letter at the start of every word it helps screen readers and people with disabilities to access the internet so make sure you do that but also um, it just makes you make sure you know makes you see whether or not you are Make creating a, a rude word out of your words that you've oh, uh, squashed together, like Sue's album party. Sue's album party, the old yeah. classics are the best. Yeah, yeah which yeah. obviously when it was a, when it was a hashtag, it translated as uh, Sue, Sue no, anal Sue, bum party. It was Susan's album party. Yeah, that's it. it. Susan's translated album party. Sue's anal bum party, which yeah. Just <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. you'd kill for that exposure, wouldn't you? Like they were still talking about Susan Boyle's anal bum party. It's amazing. <laughs> I think it's not quite the exposure she wanted, but you're right. So there we go. So yeah, moving on from Sue's bum. Um, top tips for Instagram: number one, set it up properly and optimize your bio. Number two identify your brand and then be consistent with it. Number three, use multimedia and use reels and use stories. The days of Instagram just being about static images are over. Number four, use your hashtags and use them wisely. And finally, number five, focus on, on engagement rather than information. What do we mean by this one, Hannah? So, I mean, the kind of the point of social media is to get people to take an action and to to either click on something, come to your website, buy something, like and share and tell somebody about. So when you're creating content, don't just think like, oh, this is a pretty picture of me, you know, wearing this lipstick make sure that there's a point to it so if you're selling the lipstick you want people to know where they can buy the lipstick so you might want to include you know say link in bio or you can put the link in the first comment to your actual product page you might have a call to action you might have a special offer for services you might have a, a kind of a testimonial or a call to action on it like get in touch with us here or come and read this bit of information or um, you know, you actually want people to to take action on it. Sometimes you don't. It's not necessarily that you that you actually want them to come to a page. Sometimes you want them just to engage with it. So give them a reason to engage it. Not many people are going to like informational posts, but if you ask a question or you ask a poll or you ask for input, people will engage with it and share it and comment and stuff. And that's what you want. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, quite often people will say, like, oh, I don't get any engagement on my post. Again, I was looking at um, the, this one I was doing a, a bit of an audit for a couple of weeks ago, and it, they were just saying, we make envelopes, we make uh, invitations, you know, we can print on thick card. And then they were saying, nobody's engaging with our posts. It's like, well, you just 
shouting stuff at them essentially yeah. you're not you know you're not asking them any questions you're not asking for any engagement you're just trying to use that as your sales platform so we do this it's like you don't you wouldn't just stand in the corner of the room going i'm great i can do this over here come and talk to me no one's yeah. going to come and talk to you so you've got to you know ask questions do you know did you know that we do envelopes what sort of envelopes do you like or what color envelopes should we design next or you know ask a question get people yeah. talking talking and engagement they're the holy grail of social media marketing on any platform so you want people to be commenting more than anything else so but if you haven't asked them a question they've not got anything to comment so always try and include a question include a call to action what do you want somebody to do what do you want out of it it is not your personal sales tool it is not nobody goes on social media to be sold to so how are you going to engage with those people when they are on there to, to look at pretty pictures and follow the favorite celebrities and all the rest of it how are you going to get their attention and start a conversation if you just stand there and talk about yourself they will not come and talk to you so mm. think outside yeah. the box yeah. yeah okay so we're we've, we've gone a little bit over time time has marched on time's marched on yeah time's marched on so sad so sad right top five tips for using instagram number one set it up properly and optimize your bio good images good photo of you link to your website just make sure you filled it all in number two identify your brand and then stick to it and be consistent it's really important and what's your usp and why should people follow you and how are you going to be different number three use multimedia and use all the tools at your disposal it's about videos it's about images it's about reels it's about stories mix it up infographics even make it interesting and make it varied number four use your hashtags think about them use them sensibly use a wide range of them and make sure you've double checked that they're not saying anything rude um, and number five finally focus on engagement rather than information talk to people engage them ask them questions get them talking back to you and don't forget to include a call to action of what you want them to do what's the purpose of this post that is it hannah final thought uh, hashtags, 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 hashtag, hashtags. Hashtags. Okay. I think hashtags are quite important. Um, I would just say, you know, uh, when we say this with all our social media platforms and all our training, if Instagram is not for you, don't yeah. do it. Put your yeah. effort into something else. Find the one platform that you chime with or that really works for your audience or your brand. You know, just because there are all these different platforms doesn't mean you have to be on all of them. So pick the one that's best for you, best for your audience, going to be most fruitful. Learn how to do that well. If that's Instagram, brilliant. If it's not, go on LinkedIn or go on Twitter or whatever. That's mm -hmm. it. Right, we are back in a couple of weeks. Nobody knows what we're back with. The sun is shining and we're all going to go and play outside in the garden. Yay! Yay! Thank you very much, everybody. Have a lovely weekend. Time to wave, Hannah.